Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999, dreaming lucidly here in 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Nybart. And I'm Phil Iscove. And with us today, we have a man whose movies we have covered many times on this podcast and others. Um, the writer of Heathers, the writer of Batman Returns, the, the writer Hudson of Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Oh, boy. Uh, I was wearing a Hudson Hawk sweatshirt yesterday. True he fan was. over here. Uh, he's done so many. Writer, director. Uh, we got Daniel Waters on this podcast. <laughs> right at the end. We. I mean, I'll, I'll thank just. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much for joining us, Glad Daniel. Glad to be here. 1999, a good year. A very good year. A year that you um, saw, as you mentioned before, Mike, over 200 films. So that is... That is a feat in and of itself. Um, when I reached out to you, I, I sort of I sent you a list of of the remaining films that we had left to cover, and and uh, and you jumped on. Open your eyes, the uh, Amenabar film uh, that was remade in two thousand and one by Cameron Crowe that turned it to Vanilla Sky. Um, I, you know, did you see this in ninety nine? You must have, right, Daniel? I I don't want to brag. I saw it in nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> and it was a screening at the American Cinematheque. Okay. With my brother. And the sure. thing I most remember about it was there's a scene where the mutated lead, played by the great Eduardo Noriega, mm-hmm. tries to pick up, tries to make a show of picking up the girl and go, oh my God, he's like Tom Cruise. We can remake this movie with Tom Cruise. <laughs> so that was our there big, was so our big idea. Yeah, and then, then, then we drove home and forgot all about it. But. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> did you did this, 
did this movie because I mean I, I don't know about you, Kenny. You had seen this film before, or he, okay, no, I'd never okay. seen. I I'd seen part of it before, mm-hmm. but I'd never seen the whole thing. I mean, I've seen mm-hmm. Vanilla Sky several times, mm-hmm. um, but no, I had never seen this all the way through. I so my history with this is relatively simple, which is it was announced that Cameron Crowe was doing a remake of this film. Um, Tom Cruise bought the rights to it, and then he produced Amenabar's. English language film, The Others, which came out uh, also in 2001 um, with Nicole Kidman, which is a great movie. Uh, so he buys the rights to this film. I read that that happened. I was like, OK, I guess I got to go watch this movie and see what, you know, what this is all about. Uh, I watched it. I liked it fine. And, you know, I thought it was interesting. It didn't seem like a Cameron Crowe movie to me, but I was like, I'm curious to see what this turns into. Um, you know, watching it again yesterday, I was texting with Kenny about this, Daniel, but like, it's almost a shot for shot, like line for line almost. Like I, I think the camera crow pulled 90% of this movie. Like it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's sad that we have to always talk about Abras Theoros in terms of vanilla sky, but yeah, but it is it at least it was faithful. I think it's too faithful. I think it's a disastrous choice to recast Penelope Cruz because the great thing about open your eyes is you really see well, this, this player guy fall in love with Penelope Cruz. So when she shows up in the middle of the sky, like, what the fuck, bitch? You, you, you gave your heart to this other guy. Like, I feel like it's unfaithful. Oh, I see. You think she should have been recast? Do you think that they recast. needed to recast? Yeah, nothing yes. against okay. Penelope Cruz, but it should have yes. been recast. If not only to get a new set of breasts. I'm kidding. Don't, don't cancel me. Water's, water, water's coming in hot. Water's coming in hot. It's coming in hot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kidding. Don't cancel me. I no, uh, I, I hear where you're coming I from, Daniels. I, I that 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 there's. It seems as though, obviously, he wanted these films to be quote unquote talking to each other. So the idea being that Penelope would be in both these films. I love Penelope Cruz, so I was. I mean, I don't necessarily have an issue with her being in both of them. But I guess to your point, you think that it feels too faithful to the original. Is that sort of where you're well, getting? Well, well, de- definitely. It's. I'm getting the vibe that my love for. Open the original. Open your eyes is a lot more than you guys. I mean, uh, well, first when I, first when I got this message from Philip that here's your choice for 1999 films, I was already pissed off that so many had been taken, and I'm like, bullshit, fuck Philip. And then then <laughs> then, then I got to this list, That's and what I, go, I say all the time, it's true, I, it's true. Then I opened up my mighty 1999 crypt, <laughs> and Open Your Eyes is number eight of that Holy great shit. decade. It's above. It's above being John Malkovich, Eyes Wide Shut, The Fight Club, Iron Iron Giant. All right, so let's talk about above Toy Story Two for God's sake. (laughs) Let's talk about this. All right, so so all right, so you you clearly love Abres. The wait, I always thought it was Abres Sus Abres Sus Ojos, but it's Abres Los Ojos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ojos. Uh, but it's that that. Okay, whatever. Um, so okay, you love this that much. I mean, I like it, but yeah. but I, I and I don't like Vanilla Sky in particular. Um, yeah, I'm gonna ride for Vanilla Sky, but I'll be the I only know one you like for... Vanilla Sky, but I I I like it. And there are times when I watch this movie and I think this is exactly what I want out of films. Like, I love 
big movies. I love big movies with big ideas and sure. and taking big swings. I love the soundtrack of this. I think the performances are excellent. I I love his. I love the facial makeup. Um, I think there's a lot of really great stuff, but uh, I don't know if it's better than those incredible movies you named. And I'm interested to hear why you think it. They uh, why yeah, that's, that's the case. Yeah, I I don't really. It was just a surprise to me to see this number. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I was, I mean, it just blew my mind when I first saw it. You know, it's funny. I watched it again last week and this goes to a deeper issue, but I, you know, I didn't like it as much because I have twist fatigue, you know, mm-hmm. where every, everything's got to be a twist. Everything you're waiting for another shoe to drop. Everyone's related to everyone. And, and oh, that person's secretly a monster. And like, it's just from TV to movies Everything's got to have four twists in the last 10 minutes. So I remember it threw me back to when I first saw it. I was like, my God, I was a child. Like I was so blown away by these twists when now, like I could have guessed it 10 minutes going in, like, you know, that, that, that there's, I mean, there's definitely clues throughout the movie, what's really going on, but. um, Sure. It's very like, I mean, watching it yesterday, I did find myself, um, you know, Amenabar has spoken not particularly positively about this film in hindsight. In 2016, he talked about how I think his quote was uh, he thought it felt like it was written by teenagers who don't know anything about life, which uh, I mean, I think is a little unfair. But I, I do think that to your point, it's very Hitchcockian. It's very kind of. I mean, kind of black mirror-y in terms of uh, a, a more sort of recent allegory uh, or a Twilight Zone episode. Like, it definitely has that kind of vibe to it. Um, I, I appreciate the tone of it more so than the twists. I, I mean, Kenny, you're a big twist guy. So, well, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, I, would, I, I resent that. No, I don't. I, no, no, you're. I, I think no, I'm, you, I'm I, joking. Okay. But I was going to say to Daniel that that I I felt like I over the course of this podcast I've taken a similar journey, where you know I think five years ago I went into this podcast being a big twist guy, and you know so many of my 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 the, so many of the movies that that made me want to do this were uh, were those those plotty puzzle twisty movies, and. Over the last five years, um, that has become boring and rote and a bit exhausting. And uh, to me, almost none more, you know, there there is no no greater uh, example illustration than this, because to some extent, the twist completely destroys the movie. Um. You know, I think that's true for Vanilla Sky, but I think people were up on that. I think people have always felt that way about Vanilla Sky. And I always I always kind of heard that Abrisolos Ojos was different. It kind of it kind of felt different. It kind of, you know, but I, I think it's kind of more what um what you were saying, Phil, and it, it does kind of have that almost remember that movie Primer? The thirty thousand yeah, yeah. dollar movie, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 the time travel movie that people yeah. were really into. Or I think it's a pretty great thirty thousand dollar time travel movie made by you know a guy who'd never made a movie before. But it is the kind yeah, of upstream movie. color guy, right? So yeah, yes. Shane Carruth. Yeah, uh, I, but but it is the kind of movie that you know two you know really intelligent kids right in their dorm room and say, it, "Wouldn't this be cool if? Wouldn't this be cool if?" Sure. And this does have that same sheen of you know it's more interested in. Uh, a coolness than actual emotion 
Uh, or at least that's what I my takeaway was from it. Because there's plenty of emotion throughout the movie, but I but I tend to feel like, given the ending of it, it's all just ripped from it. It means it it, it yeah. means nothing. Well, it's it's funny you say that. Written by teenagers, uh, my friend Larry Garzuski, who's also a screenwriter, wrote mm-hmm. Ed Wood and People vs. Larry Flint and what have you. Man on the uh, Moon, yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, one of the best. Man, Man on the Moon, ninety yeah. nine. Yeah. Um, he wanted it higher. <laughs> Open your eyes, fuck you. Um, <laughs> but but we went to Spain as part of this um, Sundance mentorship mm-hmm. thing in Malaga, Spain, and one of my students. What am I like? They weren't students, but they were just like people that we mentored. One of my mentees was um, Mateo Gill, who's a co-writer of Abres Los Oros. And so I and I had seen the movie, and I, dude, you wrote this great movie. He's like, and he was so shocked. Like, wait a minute, you're supposed to be the mentor. You're not supposed to be confident. <laughs> and so, so even he started giving me like, geez, do I like this movie too much? I mean, I I go, but past the twist. It's a believable love story. And I love the love story. Like, that smile's going to kill me. Like, just this, because Edward Nargay to me is one of the most charming, charismatic guy. He was in Amenbar's, I'm not going to keep pronouncing his name. I'm having two problems. But um, uh, in his previous film, Thesis, which is a, which is a snuff, film, snuff film thriller, which, which I highly recommend as well. Um, but, but, like this guy's Noriega is great, so charming, and you believe him. You believe him as a player, and you believe him as someone who's actually got a thunderbolt struck. That he's finally got. He finally found some woman. He's not. That he's really fallen in love, and that he deserves his comeuppance at the same time. So I thought it's an incredible performance. So the movie had me, and then every all the crazy stuff is gravy to me. When I know I'm. Going, but Tom Cruise, and I love Tom Cruise when Tom Cruise is weaponized correctly. But I don't believe Tom Cruise has friends. I don't, I don't believe Tom Cruise when Tom Cruise has friends in movies like Jason Lee and Vanilla Sky. I didn't buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't buy him in a love affair where he gets charmed and taken. And like, you've heard the famous story of Tom Cruise when he was single. He, he wanted to date Jennifer Garner, so Jennifer Garner was shooting a movie. He flies a helicopter, lands the helicopter on our set, comes out with a kitten, and presents it to Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner says, "Oh, I got back together with Ben Affleck." He takes, <laughs> he takes the cat, goes back in the helicopter, and flies away. That's when I think of Cruz. That's God, he's great. I can't relate to him. So no, when, I, he, I, when when he's put when he he and Vinos guy's a well done movie. I mean, I actually think the twist stuff is actually maybe even better done in, in Don't Know Sky. But the love story, I never bought it. And I felt unfaithful for Penelope. No, I, I agree with that 100%. I think that, you know, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Tom Cruise doesn't seem like an everyman. He doesn't seem like a human being. And I think that some people love that, right? Like, I think that part of the uh, appeal to Tom Cruise is that he feels like a movie star, right? Yeah. Um, so Vanilla Sky, especially at the beginning, when we're supposed to believe that he's this kind of swaggering bachelor with a bunch of friends, it just it doesn't really ring it's true. All, it's all in quotations. Yeah, it's that stuff works a lot better in this, I thought. But I, I do think that this movie also feels 
I mean, listen, I'm a sucker for Cameron Crowe. So I, I what I like about Vanilla Sky is the stuff he brings to it. I do yes. think it's a little bit richer. I do think it's a little bit more um, earnest. It's a little bit more sort of wears its heart on its sleeve a little bit more, I think. Um, and it's just got a little bit more optimism about sort of the world. This is a very dark movie. Open your eyes. It, it doesn't Number feel eight, baby. Number eight, baby. Both pretty bleak movies. I mean, I think Brunel's guy is pretty bleak, too. I think it tries to put this, you it know. It tries this, to run the edges off it a little bit, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. pretty bleak. I think back to the Penelope, Penelope yeah. Cruz point, because what you're saying, Daniel, about this being a believable love story, I totally agree, but... And I think Eduardo Noriega is obviously half of that half of that couple has plenty to do with it. But Penelope Cruz makes you think uh, soulmates aren't real because she makes you think that uh, how, why or who or where is the person who wouldn't fall in love with her? Where is the person who wouldn't think that that she was, you know, the end of the all, especially as a mime? (laughs) I mean, I mean, but I, I. The mime thing's a choice. Oh, she's so hot as a mime. She's the the world's hottest mime. I I was trolling. The world's hottest mime. mime. I'm not saying she's not a hot mime. I'm just (laughs) saying. I I was trolling for mime porn for the rest of the Mime porn, yeah. (laughs) There's just something about it. I mean, the most alluring person in the world. I'm truly, I'm sitting there thinking, like, I'm sitting there thinking that. Okay, but. Of course you're going to fall in love with her. All right, go ahead. I know, know, but, but that's why the friend character. The Jason Lee counterpart in Open Your Eyes is so great because because she's so nice to him and they they remain friends and he's obviously in love with her and maybe that's who I was relating to so I was happy to see Eduardo Noriega getting a horrific car accident but um, yeah I mean I agree I agree Penelope Cruz is at her most adorable in that film but that's why I believe that this asshole would win her heart sure. and a nice guy like me and the best friend would get fucked. Not not literally, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, you know, I I think that what's interesting, too, about both of these films is that they're both sort of about the idea of um, the superficiality, the idea of being in your I'm I'm assuming this guy is in his sort of like mid late 20s, which is another thing that isn't believable for Tom Cruise. But I, I think that he's sort of in this, you know, quarter life crisis, trying to figure out where he fits in the world. Um, thing and using the kind of uh, this accident and these this sort of casual sex stuff as a metaphor for all of that. I think it does. I think both of the films do a pretty good job at using that as a commentary. And both of the films have a great supporting performance in the in the woman who causes the crash. But both mm-hmm. Nara Nimri and mm-hmm. Cameron Nyswalder come Diaz. <laughs> Indeed, Daniel. Uh, I I I do. <laughs> I do that's, think that. that's the way I introduced our parties. <laughs> and have you met Cameron Nicewalder come to us? You know, you bring up that scene, and I do think it's uh, it's worth just unpacking it for a quick second because I do think that uh, when when that film came out in two thousand one, when 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 Vanilla Sky came out in two thousand one, it felt like that scene was so shocking that that you know that Cameron said those words that this scene was so sort of unabashedly. Uh, raw in its depiction of this relationship between the two of them. And I would argue that it's better in Vanilla Sky than it is in this movie because it goes farther. Like It, it really does feel as though you sense her her mania, you sense her how hurt she is, you sense sort of the 
the humanity a little bit more. Whereas in this film, I really did feel like it was a means to an end in terms of just getting to this car. Oh, crash. I, I mean, I, I, I won't on this one. I'll award a tie because I thought they were both both great and okay, both, both believable. And and you know, let's as much as we can relate to the per- perfect mime Penelope Cruz, we can all relate to that character. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that I, you know, I, I think that there is a, I mean, there's a there's a fear and a sadness and a darkness in this movie that I think is very palpable. Like, I don't mean to suggest that this film is is. I wasn't trying to be flippant earlier. I think it's a good, a very good movie. I don't. It's not going to be in my top ten of 1999, but it is a good movie, and I do think that it's trafficking in some really interesting terrain. Um, especially when I saw it the first time. I'm 19 when I see it the first time. I'm 21 when I see it the second time. So it's a lot. Both of those films, um, I think, were hitting me in the sweet spot of, you know, my age. I think looking back on it now as an older person, I do think that they're they're a little bit simplistic in terms of that experience of being a 25-year-old man. But, I mean, I don't know. I, well, again, I, I mean, again, I, didn't think it was the number eight masterpiece I remembered it to be because of twisty fatigue. But I'm just I'm just shocked that today's movies don't even have like at least they they have some human relationships. Both Vanilla Sky and Open Your Eyes they're based on well Tom Cruise aside they're based on real people. It's real people interacting and all the mumbo jumbo that's that's weaved into it. But now we get nonstop mumbo jumbo and like that it's all, you know, it's all Marvel winks and, you know, there isn't a human relationship. There isn't that first half hour. There isn't, I swallowed your cum. I mean, can you imagine I swallowed your cum Mm -hmm. today? In a Marvel movie, that would be shocking. I, I, you know, it, it should be said too. I, because you kind of. It happened so so fast. (laughs) I do. I do have to ask because you, the last you, half hour, so no one saw it. You you opened the door to to superheroes very briefly, so I do need to ask you just because you have you have. Why did Batman kill people? No, I'm listen. I am the biggest Batman. No, Returns we fan. love that movie. That, I love that movie to death. Look, uh, he, look, look, I look mean, over his shoulder. Look that you see right there. There what she is. is Tell her on my shoulder. No, no, not, you, not shoulder, your shoulder. Daniel. Daniel. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Daniel, yeah. we were the original Batman Returns podcast, and believe yeah. believe me, because it needed help. It, it's 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 having a lap of luxury today, but oh, yeah. boy, there were some lean years. There were some oh, brick, I'm sure, I'm sure, brick, bricks being thrown at me years, which no, is, I think you, is insane. Everyone, you you you're the biggest after Kevin Feige. You're the biggest beneficiary of the Marvel, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe because I think people desperately desperately want a movie like Batman Returns. I think they're, I mean, yeah. a huge habitat for it. Yeah, I think at the time they thought there was going to be, there was only going to be a few more of them. So why <laughs> give it something with so little Batman? Now it's like, oh God, you could order that in the buffet. Yeah. I, I mean, even just looking at the Batman, which came out earlier this year, which obviously, you know, is probably more in the sort of David Fincher, Chris Nolan model. But still, I, I the, the reason I want to ask the question, because you kind of alluded to it. Oh, and I'm it sorry, does connect. No, 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 not at all. Uh, is I, I'm one of the things that's so amazing about Batman Returns is what you just referred to, which I is there are actual start like that. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're actual characters, right? Wait, like there wait are people I start talking about demolition, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> but but Batman Returns is, is, open up the floor. No. is filled with real characters, right? Like part of the issue that we have now, I think, with so many of the superhero movies is ultimately there's just not much depth to the actual characters themselves. Um, and it's and it's some sort of elaborate almost it's almost a television series at this point. These movies are also interconnected to one another that they don't really stand on their own. But I do want to ask sort of as you approached Batman Returns, did you find yourself, I mean, how did you approach those characters? Why did you, you know, I mean, the, the choices that you made in terms of the depth of the characters themselves, was this, are you a comic book person? Was this something that you, that you were sort of drawn to, or did you kind of want to just talk about mental health through the prism of, <laughs> of Batman? I was not a comic book person. I did love Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Sure. And I think it's one of the seminal pieces of pop culture ever made. And so I liked that. I mean, I just thought, I mean, I have a philosophy that I like everyone when they, they see a movie I write to have a different opinion of it, different reaction to it. That's awesome. Like, and these characters are I, like, I piled in idiosyncrasies that even I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. that to me like a strong for instance a strong female character has been so mystifying like it's just like oh well, well i'll have a woman and she'll be on the motor and she'll take off a helmet at the motorcycle and reveal that she's a woman and then she'll beat up these guys like a man does and that that'll be yeah. a strong female character yeah. when like and no vulnerabilities yeah, give a woman wit, eccentricity, some complexity, and that's a much stronger female character. It's a much stronger male character. I tried to write Penguin as like a cranky, like sarcastic guy, and Danny DeVito said, hey, you wrote this in a Danny DeVito role. Can, can you give me some of the love you're giving Catwoman? <laughs> so I, so I re- re- redefined him, too. I, you know, I, I just think it's, I do think it's, I mean, it's such a, it's almost a, a cliche to say it, but like, the only thing that matters in the end are the characters. It's ultimately what it comes down to. I mean, it's what you were referring to twist fatigue and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I think that we are in this place right now where there's just so much kind of jazz hands going on about all the kind of shit going on around the, that people aren't spending nearly enough time focusing on the characters. And I, and I do think that this film open your eyes does a good job. And yeah. I think vanilla sky of, making rich characters i mean even if she is dressed as a mime yeah it has yeah, to oh, absolutely absolutely i mean i my problem is i i was in high in high school i was an ap english and regular math <laughs> and so i've never liked math and i feel like screenwriting has become math now the, the, the hall monitors are taking over i feel like screenwriting has become mad lips where it's the same kind of thing and we're just filling in blanks and like and that save the cat book it's People, they reverse engineer from that fucking book and they don't like, because we think about every movie you love. Sometimes it's one line. Sometimes it's one character bit that you remember. It's not the structure. Like screenwriting books, they teach structure, which is like to me, a book on horseback riding that says you should get a horse. Like, okay, of course, structure. Now, yeah. now that's where the real writing begins. Afterward, I totally agree. I mean, Craig Craig Mason uh, has an incredible episode of uh, what's a podcast script Script notes. notes. So he does it alone, 
where he he basically does his version of this and he says says a lot of the similar things that you're saying the idea of um i it's on youtube i implore people to listen to it um but the the it's it's basically yeah all the all the screen screenwriting books are are you know tail wagging the dog it comes from character and theme character and theme where character comes from theme story comes from character now i'm of the opinion that you know there are a lot of different ways to no puns skin a cat um melodramas melodramas fine sometimes sometimes it is about the twist sometimes we can have yeah you know some you know like and my uh my my big issue with this movie and i you know it's not it's it's not disqualifying the way it might have been when I was younger because I don't care anymore. But my big issue with the movie is that the twist renders everything that happened before an almost moot. Um, you know, who are these characters? I don't really know anymore. Um, yeah. The only character at the end of the day that really does matter is um, I guess his name is uh, Caesar or Cesar mm-hmm. uh, in the end of the day. And um don't really know what's going to happen to him either so just like a dream and this is essentially Mm -hmm. a dream of a movie uh you wake up and it goes away and uh that's kind of a problem that's kind of a problem for me as a as a viewer um not always i mean you know for all i know mahal drive is a dream but at least i don't at, at least it's not you know you're not hit on the head with this idea of it it actually didn't happen. It actually didn't happen. Well, so. this, you're bringing up a really good point, Kenny. And it's something that I don't weirdly know that we've ever talked about, which is kind of crazy considering how many episodes we've done at this point. And I'm obviously very interested to hear your thoughts on this too, Daniel. You know, there is this idea that if it's a dream, it quote unquote doesn't matter. I'm not saying that's what you're saying, Kenny, just to be clear. I'm not, I'm, I, I do think that personally speaking, I find... Take the take the test dream episode of The Sopranos, for instance, right? Or or any episode of a television show where they do, you know, a dream episode where it becomes sort of surreal and it becomes more of a metaphor than it is a literal thing. I really like that. I mean, I think that can be really fun and really cool. I don't necessarily know that this movie does that, but I think when the 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 dream sort of experiment, when weaponized properly, David Lynch being a prime example of that. I think it's really fascinating to watch, and I think it can be a really, a really interesting way inside a character's head. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, we're talking about to me three distinct ideas of how to mm-hmm. uh, employ a dream in the co- in the context of a film. Yeah, uh, with The Sopranos, you know, serialized storytelling, it was all in service of his kind of terrestrial story. Totally, totally, uh, totally down with that course yeah. um with lynch i don't think he ever comes out ever and says dream logic dream logic dream logic yeah. that's more for the viewer to you know kind of make their make their own kind of you know subjective Whereas this movie is literal demise. <laughs> this movie is this movie is literal and that's yeah. that it's not a problem necessarily but it does make me recontextualize what i just saw and i don't think for the better that's all well true. well yeah, I, I I wouldn't simplify and say well maybe maybe it is a dream movie, but what I liked about it was the corporate element that mm-hmm. that a corporation is doing this and oh, and to to me to me that makes it different because I could see this actually happening. I could see a corporation try to do try to fuss with cryogenics and and you end up in some sort of ongoing dream state. 
I mean, it's funny. I, I'm trying to think. There's a movie I just saw that stole this whole thing with the corporation <laughs> element and um, it does and cryonics. Yeah, yeah, and I'm somewhat obsessed with cry- cryonics. To be honest, I, well, I why are you being so mean? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's you know, it's like it's like how journalists are tough on journalism movies. Sure, uh, sure. I, yeah. I, well, I'm tough. I'm, on, s- I'm tough on teen movies. So. Yeah, <laughs> as you should be. Uh, I uh, I just referenced one of your movies. I just referenced the Heather's a couple days ago on Twitter. Um, as okay. as Twitter as everyone thought Elon was burning it down. I and everyone was like, this is like the fiddling on the Titanic. I'm like, no, this is like this is like Winona Ryder burning down the school or blowing up the school. <laughs> Um, that's how it felt to me. But uh, OK, so uh, I, I I love. No, no, no. I'm obsessed. With, I'm obsessed with cryonics. I have genuinely looked into it uh, when I was a younger person and more afraid of dying. And um, now I think it would be crazy only because I don't want to live. Uh, I, you know, for me, it's 40, 40 born. I'm done. Um, see you later. <laughs> perfectly fine with me. I hear you. Death, but, death isn't the deterrent it used to be. So. No, I, mean, it's, it's, wow. I feel like I feel like God put me in for the fifth quarter. I'm like, whoa, when does this really again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's how I, like it's halftime. You know, we're, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. It's oh like, God. I, I, I am so exhausted at the halfway point that I sure, just don't know sure. how, I can, how I can make it to the end, but I'll make it. It's okay. But yeah, so my only thing, I, 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 I think cryonics in general. Is immature. I think the. It is. I true. think. I think the. And and let's assume it works. Like I'm not even sitting here being like it can't work. Let's assume it works, right? I think the the idea of wanting to live forever that way is a bit immature. I think it presupposes some kind of, you know, uh, man's ability to triumph over things that I don't think men could ever triumph, like death in the universe and, and things that we can never understand. Sure. And I do think the, so I think, I think the whole concept seems kind of enlightened when you're mm-hmm. young. And I think as you get old, it seems kind of silly. Well, it's definitely um, silly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, cryogenics is silly insofar as that my immediate association is that Walt Disney's head is frozen in a jar somewhere. Like that's, that's kind of my, immediate i know that that's not even true or maybe it is true does anyone know if his head's actually frozen somewhere like all you need is a head i don't i don't understand yeah well i i, mean, I could tell you i could oh, tell please, you please yeah yeah all you really need is a head um <laughs> you, don't even need, you don't even really need a head all you really need is a brain they, oh, right, the body's right. the body's useless ultimately um yeah they, i know it um people <laughs> that you it does cost more to freeze the whole body but you know the whole point is you know there's Again, assume it works because it's not sure. fun to just sit there and be like, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. work. You're stupid. Like, assume it works. Uh, pretty good chance you won't even be going back into your own body, right? Right. You're going in a robot, probably. Could or be. Like that. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But you know, that's a big part of what the what the idea is. Like, your brain, your brain has everything you're going to need. Moving. Well, forward. here's you're tapping into something that I think is very true here, Kenny. Which is, and maybe the reason why we should not go down the the cryogenics road is. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to wake up or when I'm going to wake up or how. I, I mean, like, that's a huge roll of the dice. I'm not sure that I would be so keen on waking up inside, I don't know, a computer fucking mainframe or some shit like that. Like, I, I don't know. It all just seems crazy to me. Well, I mean, to Daniel's point, I think the point you're you're making is an interesting one, too. Right. So yeah. 
All right. So my yeah, friend, I'm not pro or con. No, I know. I just love the element of him going to a corporation. Yes. And yes, not, yes. And not turning out all right. All right. That, so that, I, that basic thing alone. And especially when I saw him back in the covered wagon days, it was fascinating to me. Well, I think, no, and I think that was what I was going to get into again, because, yeah. you know, the. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. I'm not to be a nerd, but cryonics. It's not cryogenics. I cry cryonics. Uh, yeah. it, well, but, I mean, they use it correctly it in the movie. Yeah. It, cryonics is that chronically freezing is actually what, what it's called. Cryogenics. What is, is a different... what is, what is cryogenics then? I'm just, I think, I, just, I, think just... I think that has to, just, I think that has to do with actual scientific things they do now. Okay. With, okay. Uh, I was just, I'm with, with free, with kind of freezing things, chronically okay. freezing your body or your brain okay. or whatever is like post death, whatever. Um, I, <laughs> I think to Daniel's point, the interesting part, cryonics in and of itself, I think is neutral, right? Is it bad? It's good. Who knows? It's all fucking right. speculative, it's right? The capitalization of it. Yeah. Or the, yeah, it's yeah. the, it, yes, it's the monetization of it, the yeah. corporatization of it, and all that stuff. So I think what, really would happen because you're dead you are not dreaming what really would happen is you uh you die and you wake up a second later a moment later in the year 3000 that's how it would actually feel to you however there is it but who knows again who knows what it is right who knows i'm I'm saying actually this is just what i've read uh there is this idea i think Mm -hmm. that you could be you could be put into a state where this almost right. matrix like reality is constructed for you. Mm-hmm. And at that point, things could be, you could really be put into a nightmare state, you know, forever. I mean, and that's how it could feel. Here's the thing. And this piggybacks on, on what you, what you're saying, Daniel, I, I conceptually, I think this movie is a great concept. Like I really do think, and I think for the most part, it, it, uh, uh, it weaponizes it really well. But everything that Kenny's talking about, that idea of consciousness, the the layers of it, the idea of what you're capable of doing to yourself and spinning yourself out into creating a nightmare scenario feels very plausible to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I absolutely could see a situation. I mean, I certainly know I probably would under the circumstances create some sort of a living nightmare that I'd be living in for 3,000 yeah. years or whatever. You, you would. I, I mean, you know, in, re- in, in real life, like, you're not alive. 
that's the thing. The thing about cryonic freezing is it's actually illegal to do it to someone who's still alive. Really? So, you, yeah, you have to flatline. Well, this is first. a different thing. It's a different thing. <laughs> no, no, no. He flatlined in the movie, too. It's true. He, he flatlined yeah. in the movie. You have he to flatline. Yeah, you have to flatline first. But I, no, I hear so, you. No, yes. it, te- technically, it's murder. Otherwise, <laughs> if you're still alive. <laughs> I, yeah, it's... I mean, listen, this movie kind of dodges all of those things and tries to kind of... As does Vanilla Sky, obviously, as well, of just kind of... You know, wanting to go on the on the journey and not worrying too much about the logistics of it, but but I, I agree with what you're saying, Kenny. It does feel like you know. I have a weakness as a viewer. Okay. I I've been known to forgive imperfect endings if the movie really if the movie really has me. That's huh. not a weakness. That's a strength. I that's compare I, I compare it to going to a party. Go to a party. The music's amazing. You're making out with a supermodel. You have great time, flirtation, wow. and then on your way out. A, uh, a man vomits on your shoes. <laughs> now, there's people that will say, that was a great party. Well, I had a problem with the guy vomiting on my shoes. But then I feel like most of today's viewers are like, oh, you mean the shoe vomit party? <laughs> Forget about the, Daniel, all, the good, Daniel. all the good time they had. Daniel, what's, what are some of your favorite? Yeah, uh, I, I need an example. Favorite, some of your favorite uh, shoe vomit movies. Yeah, I'd love to hear oh, some shoe vomit movies. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. I didn't get I, I, I do think that, I, just as you're thinking, I do think that's a strength. It's something I'm, I'm striving for. I, you is know, to for, it's, is to forgive, you know, lesser endings when I really am loving totally. the journey. I think that, uh, first of all, I don't mean to put you on the spot, Daniel, in terms of uh, example, but I'll just say this. I do think that. You know, the Billy Wilder quote of, you know, wow, I'm in the end. I, I do think that so many movies want to leave you in the best possible place yeah. so that which when is, you leave the is, theater, which is recommended, which makes sense. Which for sure. I'm not I'm not crapping on that. But to your point, I think that when the inverse happens, people are so yes shaken by it. Well, that part you, of it you know. is be- yeah, part of it is because I mean, not not so many people. Everybody wants to leave you sure. with a certain feeling. Everyone has an intention with their film that you leave it, you know, feeling a certain feeling. So when that falls flat, the audience feels like they failed to, you know, failed to accomplish their goal. And that and that feeling is is that feeling of feeling kind of, you know, a lack of catharsis or feeling a lack of closure, a lack of completeness. Yeah. Uh, that's I think why the audience feels that way. But a grown up who sees 300 movies a year does have to get over that at some point. And that's who I, I, I strive to be. <laughs> we strive to be you, Daniel. That's, that's what I it comes aspire to. I, well, in many ways I aspire a, to be you. But a, I, a, AI is a movie. That, that, oh, sure. That, sure. There's mo- multiple vomiting on your shoes. <laughs> like too many vomits on the shoes, but yeah. I still, I still love it. Well, okay. So this actually brings up another question that I, that I have for you. Cause I, what are your feelings on on multiple endings? I mean, I just went to see Babylon the other day, which feels like it has ten endings. Oh, um, right. and, and don't say too much, please. I won't say too much. Uh, but it's but, awful. Sorry. Sorry. You saw it, Daniel? Did you see I saw it? Daniel? Yeah, no, I saw it don't say anything, guys. Except that it's awful. Too many endings. I mean, I I, I appreciate Daniel's it'll perspective. Nominated, it'll be nominated for best picture, but it's awful. It will be. It will be probably. Uh, can, I, I, can I? Can I? Can I cut in real fast and, and yeah. say uh, love multiple endings? One of my favorite things. Well, that was world. that was going to be my question because I do. Oh, I yeah, I saw a great movie that I was talking about with someone that that 
that the Korean thriller decision to leave. Yes, 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 yes. Which yes, yes. and more endings in Return of the King. Yes, yes, like, yes. But but like, each one's better than the next. It feels like like that movie's trying I to got like. A, I got a good cutoff point for decision to leave, but that's a whole other story. I and and by the way, my, I, yeah, go my ahead, favorite movie with multiple endings. Yes, and the movie I I always aspire to write because I think it does it perfectly is Speed. <laughs> Speed, the way speed goes. That's funny. Builds, I was going to drop it. a speed reference when 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 we talked about not the need for a complex character. Nobody needs Keanu Reeves to be a complex character in speed. No. You, no. no. It's complex but enough. It's but good, there, it's good enough. there are there are at least four endings to that film, each one building on the last. Uh, and it's a ride I just don't want to get off of. I love it. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies. And I think if you could accomplish that, it's yeah. worth it. Uh, if you know yeah. diminishing returns is you know, I guess diminishes the movie. Well, I think that I mean, Return of the King feels like the 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 go to. Uh, in terms, I don't, of, I don't watch those movies. But. I know you don't, but I'll just say that that <laughs> that what that movie suffers from is it has so much to resolve, right? And it's yeah. it and it refuses to let there be ellipses on anything. <laughs> so every single character has an ending which makes you feel like you've watched 20 endings. Yeah, it's like watching Sports Center. Like you're just having <laughs> scores, scores reported and highlights and statistics. Sports Center's a hit, though. It is. It is. I so I want to talk for a quick Huge second about well, multiple yeah. ending movies are good on second viewings, by the way. So you're more forgiving. That's true too. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I might like I just to be clear, and and we don't need to talk about Babylon. I didn't hate Babylon, but uh, but I do think that um, I actually like the the. I'm not going to say anything, but the, one of, one of the twelve endings of Babylon I liked. Sure, sure. Yeah, won't say what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think that, um, I mean, take take Magnolia, for instance, right? Magnolia is a movie that feels like it has kind of a bunch of different endings for all intents and purposes. It has a bunch of different beginnings and a bunch of different middles. It, it does. Uh, it, doesn't feel it, like it, has a, it doesn't feel like it has a bunch of different endings to me. But I, I, had, a, I had a friend who got cut out of Magnolia. So my next, how did I get that phone call? Wait, so, so do we, we right, Phil? We, yeah, so do we. Friends. We we know someone too, but who who do you know, Daniel? That was cut Orlando out of Jones. Yeah, yeah. That, we had him on, and he talked oh. about how he was cut out of the entire. I mean, movie. that's got to be the worst phone call ever. Yeah, so I we had to cut it down for pacing. How long's the movie? <laughs> he still had a he still had a great ninety nine, but he did yeah. have a great ninety nine. It's it's funny we had him on because uh, so uh, uh, he was in Sleepy Hollow, which I co created the the show for, and he. Uh, on the pilot, I asked him about Magnolia, and boy, did I! He like forty-five minutes of talking about oh, that's, it. Was the best. That. I gotta check that one out. That's it was. Good. He's he's lovely, uh, and and he definitely. Um, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't seem particularly sour about. It. I think he's just he's bummed, but like you know, it is what it is. The, I think what's weird is that that the deleted scenes of that movie have never resurfaced in some sort of a special edition. That's a little surprising to me, but. Um, but yeah, I, I listen. I I don't have a problem with multiple endings more more times than not, and I don't think this film has that. Nor do I think the Vanilla Sky does either. But I do want to talk about sort of the very beginning and the very end of both of these films for a quick second because I think that I love the openings of the of him driving into the street and everybody's gone in, in Vanilla Sky. It's it's Times Square. In this, it's it's Spain. But um, you know the. the not only is the image really arresting, 
but it also feels like the guy's just really alone. He's got a million friends, but he's really just desperately alone and, and doesn't actually have anyone in his life that he cares about. Um, I think that, that that's, I think it's, a, I think it's a really nice opening. Did you find, what are your thoughts on that, Daniel? Oh, I was, I, I, I was, I was in like that, that opening. I was in the movie. And then when, when I went to vanilla sky with my arms crossed hissing, like when Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise ends up in Times Square alone. And I go, Cameron, you sly bastard! You, <laughs> you, you managed to yeah. beat it in in a way that that doesn't seem to be like just showing off. And then Tom Cruise started talking. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I agree. I'll say this. Uh, I also feel like. I think he he beats the ending of this movie too. If I'm being honest, I, and maybe I'm a sucker for cigarettes. I didn't get a no, chance sorry. to rewatch *Vanilla Sky*. Okay. By the way, 1999, a great year for Cigarettes. Indeed. Um, I uh, love cigarettes. Same. Yeah, the best. The, 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 I'm on the foreign film committee for the Academy, so. Oh, very cool. It, there was a year where every foreign film ended with the same Sigur Ross song. So. <laughs> that sounds. That sounds right. Yeah. 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 I. I don't. I didn't get a chance to rewatch Middle of the Sky, but um, like I said, I didn't have. I didn't have problems with the second half. I had mostly problems with Cruz being normal and sure. and and C R U Z of the equation, like yeah, so Cruz and Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the 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 end of Vanilla Sky. I'm a sucker for Cigarettes. I also think that, uh, and forgive me. I know that we're comparing these two films, and it's not really fair, but it is what it is. I do think that the end of Vanilla Sky, of him falling, and the the sort of the montage of all the things in his life, all the pop culture things that he remembers in his life. There, there's a there's a a much more sort of beautiful kind of. Uh, sweetness or a softness to the way that he's ending that film. This film has him screaming all the way down, terrified. This movie's a lot more of a horror movie. <laughs> the scream, the screaming was amazing. I didn't see it coming because of, you know, probably yeah. because. Of, and I think good. Daniel, yeah. your point about Cruise really kind of you know, Tom Cruise is the real Tom Cruise is so interesting because sure. he sees everything. Right. He's yeah. he's an obsessive when it comes yeah. to movies and yeah. pop culture and really does have his favorites. And he works with the best directors and all that stuff. Sure. Uh, Tom Cruise, the, the Tom Cruise persona is a guy you think lives in a cave. And <laughs> the idea the idea that he actually has ever listened to the free willing, the, the freewheeling yeah. Bob Dylan. There's no yeah, world where that guy likes. That. I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I don't I mean, listen, I don't mean to suggest that for a second, I buy Tom Cruise as a human being in this movie. Um, I think that, that I think that, I mean, listen, we're both Jerry Maguire fans, Kenny. So obviously that to me, Jerry Maguire is one of the most underrated movies ever made underrated because it, people don't realize it's one of the great romantic comedies of all time. hundred percent. Love, love hearing that. And, but also feel like, isn't that Cruise at his most human? Like the, that, 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 that's, it's a dazzling performance. I for, forgive me for any yeah. aspersions I cast on that. But it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a great movie. And I can understand why Cruz, Tom Cruise watches this film immediately, apparently calls literally like the second it's done, gets on his phone to buy the my rights brother, to it. My brother and I were there first. Just what the hell? <laughs> you beat him. He said, this um, is Cruise but, all over. I know, I he, know it's the same moment. 
<laughs> but I, I understand why he watches this film and he's like, let's, you know, Cameron and I, we're going to do this thing. I understand the connection he's making, but I, I do think that, you know, Cameron Crowe's not built to make a, a existential pseudo horror film kind of thing. Like, I'm not sure that this is really in his wheelhouse. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's the, the mistake of it is actually what I find most charming about the Noah sky, that he sure. is trying to do something different and it's not a complete success, but like you say, the, the, the montage as he falls at the end, that's pure crow. Yeah. I also think, you know, to, I, I think I can say this. I don't want to speak for you, Daniel, but I certainly can speak for Kenny and I, we love a swig. We love someone taking a shot at something, right? Yes. And even if it turns into, even if it's, if you, even if you whiff completely, you got up to the plate and you tried to take the swing. That's and I, I always that's, thank that. God that's never happened to me. Yeah, no, that's never happened to you, Daniel. You're, you've, you've, it's been home runs the whole time. Yeah, I just feel the gust of Hudson Hawk air. Speaking of, I don't know, I'm man. Like, I love. I, Hudson think, I don't think you've made a bad movie, but I mean, that's just. Oh you know. Jesus, please! Never seen Ford Fairline, though I own it. I, you don't <laughs> haven't seen Ford Fairline. I do, I, I a, do own a, it. Give it you a know, watch. I, give it a watch. Yeah, I will. I'll, I will. It's a, I'll come back. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, back from I, Fort Fairlane. I, I but I, I just yeah. want to recommend a movie. Why I thought about it. please. There's a movie that came out in 2020. It's also got. It's all about dreams. It's crazy. Got the craziest ending that appalled everyone. Everyone was appalled by this ending. I stood up on my couch and I applauded. It's called Come True. Okay. It, check it out. It, one of the great soundtracks you'll play. Even if you awesome. dismiss the movie, you'll be listening to that soundtrack for the rest of your life. But Sounds great. I recommend it highly. So um, let's talk about your list, Daniel, your 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 very long list of, of 1999 movies, because we want to hear your top 10 and we want to hear your bottom 10. Well, I have a caveat that I was shooting okay. my own movie in this sure. year. Sure. Um, you only the, saw two hundred films. The the the, le- the legendarily forgotten Happy Campers, but um, so there's a blind spot, but of like late July August of okay. So Mickey Blue Eyes, we hardly knew ye. Um, <laughs> oh, we've seen it. Runaway Bride, oh, nineteen ninety nine. I hope so. And Runaway yeah. Bride, I didn't see. That's okay. when, like like after I was dropped off at the airport, I had my assistant drive me to this place in Alhambra, like a third run movie theater so I could catch <laughs> Inspector Gadget, Bowfinger, and the Thirteenth Warrior before they oh left town. God, That's quite the triple bill you just did. That's quite the triple bill. God, by yeah. the way the by the way the Thirteenth Warrior is the movie that I refer to as the piece of shit that somehow it's got revisionism. Really? Okay. Is it not, been, not, you, not from us. Not, not for us, but that's you guys, interesting. You you guys don't like Thirteenth Warrior? No. no. All right, my man. <laughs> no, 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 no. We. I thought I, I, was, no, losing, no, no, I, thought no. I was losing my mind. People like that. No, no. It's no. probably no, McTiernan's third best. Like McTiernan's third best. Fuck you. Nomads is better. Than... Oh. Oh my no, god. There's so many better movies. Warrior. I mean, Thirteenth Warrior. Okay. I'm glad. Almost there. There was like a moment where I'm like, oh, this, this, this is about actual bear men. All right, cool. <laughs> it's a deeply yeah. terrible movie. Deeply. It's not terrible. a good. Not a good movie. Well, now, now my 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 Tom movies are a little confused because there's a couple French films that finally got released in 1999 that some people may not forget. Think of as 1999. Yeah, 
So those who love me can take the train. Of course, everyone's favorite. Your 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 listeners have been clamoring for an episode on those. It's true. It's true. We can't wait. Daniel, can I ask you one question? One other question before, because all right. So we have your list. Uh, you send it to us. I'm not going to give anything away, but there are a few French films on there that, or you know, we we've done a bunch mm-hmm. of movies, including you know Arbor Sozos, uh, that were. Yeah. Earlier releases in their home country or in other territories, 99 releases here. So, you know, those totally count to us. But you said you're on the Foreign Film Committee. How does one get on the Foreign Film Committee? Uh, you know, you, yeah. you, you, you appear to be an American. Well, I'm, my, my reputation as a whore has gotten, a whore will see anything has, has gotten to, bled to the Academy. So, like, even on the Academy Zooms, they say, Waters, what, do you, what, did, what did you think of it? Like and we're, we're and we're, I'm on the membership committee too, so like, oh my god, he wrote this, this, and that, and everybody's like, what? Like, trust me, they're good movies. <laughs> and and I want to ask you one more question because I mean, we're you know, this yeah. is cool. Uh, today, now, you know, the last three years, uh, with the you know the the migration to to streaming, fuck streaming, many, fuck streaming, couldn't fuck agree streaming. more. Yep. How many movies? Do you see in the theaters versus? Oh streaming? my god! I'm a theater. I saw that shitty Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans movie in the theater. I you see did. all the. You saw the I Gray saw, Man in theater. I saw the Gray Man in the theater, big screen. <laughs> I, I saw. I saw. I just got back from Lady Chandler's Lover on a big screen, which is open on Netflix. It. I see all the big Netflix movies. Netflix, my algorithm must be fucked because I see all their features on the big screen. Yeah, that's great to hear. for better for worse, but but I'm a big a, You know they have the theater of the Palisades. Yeah, there, yeah, I'm sure you do. But yeah, the Bay is their theater, and and it, it's only Netflix movies, and they play them, and you you can go see well, them if you live in they, LA. They, they also get good guild screens. I'm in the Writers Guild and the Directors Guild and mm-hmm. the Academy, so they get yeah. those kind of screens. And I live downtown. I can crawl over my pajamas twelve feet to the Alamo Draft House. There you go. So I get their nutritious, nutritious, non-fattening meals, and <laughs> what, what? I mean, they have different categories of like soldier, um, dictator. I'm like, I'm like grand dictator of the wall. <laughs> Enterolisimo. That's amazing. So okay, uh, let's let me let's, let, let's me, let me let me let me rant. Yeah. So, The Matrix is probably my favorite normal movie. I mean, come on. Great movie. <laughs> election. Come on, you guys have done great movies. Love right? Election. Love Election. Love them. The Insider. One of the great best. Movies. The aforementioned Magnolia. Although Crazy might 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 go down a little bit later. Oh, Ooh. another French film you've never heard of. Um, okay. Of course, that A's musical that that your listeners again been saying, when are you going to do Gene the Perfect Guy episode? You say it's an AIDS musical? It's an AIDS musical with, you know, the actress Virginie Ledouin? She was in the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do this. Luminous luminous in this film. You you say it's called Gene the Perfect Guy? Gene and the Perfect Guy. And then, oh my God. Then they weren't open your eyes. Brandon Bean, yep. John Malkovich, we're in into Wyatt's Wide Shut. Another great foreign film, The Dream Life of Angels. Oh my God, I've heard that's a good one. That's, that's a, a one. movie that actually was cut, was on our list, and we just yeah, never we really just yeah, nailed it. it. That's one of that, the greats. That's a real movie that that I think made a big impression in '99. But yes, indeed, indeed. Oh and well, I, Iron that. Giant, Iron Giant would be higher. 
Interesting. So, All right. Okay. Man on the Moon's in there. Uh-huh. Another foreign film, Show Me Love. Don't know that one. What's that about? It's a lesbian love story by Lucas Moodyson, who I know you've seen other movies by him, but mm-hmm. it's very good. The South yeah. Park movie's in there. I Stand Alone, Three Kings. You know, sure. the, oh, All About My Mother would be higher. Pomodoro's movie. Great, great. Movie. Love that too. Great, great movie. What? So let, let's what's, hear. Let's hear the bottom the, ten. Well, hold on. Before we do the top ten, before the we do the bottom ten, ten which I'm very excited yeah. about as well. Yeah. With all due respect, you can yeah. ask. So you, can add, you can You can ask requests, and I'll tell you what number came in. Those <laughs> are the. Those were some pretty. Those are some pretty pretty standard picks. They were all great movies, obviously, and they're going to make yeah. our you know top twenty five. The end of this podcast, pretty much all of them, I would imagine. I didn't one see. Or the other. Didn't you say Gene Perfect Guy's a standard pick? <laughs> no, 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 not not cheating the perfect guy. Uh, pretty stocks, pretty stocks. Gina yeah, I know. It's, I, I, I've heard enough about Gene the perfect guy. Uh, <laughs> is there anything there? Pretty, pretty basic. There? Pretty basic. What, what's the highest one that you feel like uh, you'd be almost a little embarrassed to tell us? I would tell you mine is Dudley Do Right, of course. Great flick. Great movie. Oh, fuck you and that's the Brendan Fraser movie you like. Um, it's well. I mean, the, it's the Brendan Fraser. Uh, it's the '99 Brendan Fraser. I like the most out of the three. Yes, it's I also like movie. it more than the Whale. Just FYI. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's not get into that. Well, um, Dudley Wright's, Dudley, that 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 means nothing. Dudley Wright's a masterpiece. I agree. Oh my God, this is such a great year for movies. You guys should do a podcast. Um, I mean, <laughs> go after Afterlife, Office Space. Come on. Mm-hmm. I did see. Yep, yep. I when I was shooting a movie, I didn't allow myself to see any of the movies except one, mm. and that was American Beauty. And I was so pissed off at it because, like, watch this movie while you're directing a movie, and oh, must be nice having a whole day to light a garage. Like, fuck you, <laughs> Conrad. <laughs> fuck you, Connie Hall. I gotta shoot fifty kids. It's incredible. Oh, I see one that's pretty high. That maybe okay. Nice. I have a weird love and fascination for black dating movies. Mm-hmm. Which one? The Best Man came out. Best movie. Man's a good movie. Best good movie. Good movie. Yeah. But I like them all. I like them all. Like I hate Wait, white. I hate Jay Moore. I hate white people talking about relationships. But when, <laughs> when, <laughs> why Jay Moore? Why do you when African American? We do too. We do too. African American yeah. actors do it. It's just like, it's, oh fuck, yeah. okay. These guys these guys are yeah, these guys know what they're talking about. You've seen the, the, too many Jay Moore movies, I think, because he, Jay Moore they're, does white, a lot they're, of- they're way more white people than just Jay Moore. It's Jay true. Moore. He, he, he is one of our worst. He's <laughs> done he's done romantic comedies where I'm like, okay, he's hitting way yeah. too close to home in the wrong way. <laughs> he's Moore, not he's he, not great in go either. It's not that he's not oh, really? great. It's not really his fault. It's like I I I didn't mean to be harsh on Jay Moore, who you know Bob Sugar's legendary, but Bob Sugar uh, <laughs> but uh, it's not really his fault. And go, that's 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 an uncomfortable storyline that makes me it's kind a, of yeah, upset. it's not great. I um, you know, it's funny, Kenny. Speaking of because you know the whole gay panic thing that that it, that's at the end of Go. Uh, weirdly watched. Have you ever seen the movie Something Borrowed by any chance? The uh, Kate Hudson, oh, Jennifer. Love that fucking. Movie. Yeah. Why did I watched it for the first time this weekend? Why does Kate anyone like who? that movie? Uh, Jennifer Jean, Goodwin, Kate Jean Hudson. Jennifer Goodwin. Jennifer Goodwin and uh, and and John Krasinski's trapped in a gay panic storyline that's just People fucking terrible. Worship that movie. It's crazy. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know why. 
But anyway, let's, somewhere let's, in the time in say Joel, and somewhere in time. Yeah. What is your something. let's let's hear your uh, your bottom ten? This is this okay. is I'm very curious about the bottom okay. ten here. Wow, look at these bad All right, Phil, what's your prediction for how many of these we like or I like? I feel like you're going to be think, over. Well, 10. I uh, might be five. I, well, you know, I, I five. You might like this one right off the bat. Okay. I read the script and was one of the funniest script I ever read. So okay. when I saw the movie and it wasn't one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, I was way too hard on it. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, oh no. Love Drop Dead Gorgeous. One of, the, one of the best movies of the year. But... Yeah, one of the best films of the year. Oh my God. I nailed yeah. you right off the bat. Oh my <laughs> you God. You got me. The, you the, kn- the, the, the script is so well, great. You know, the script is but... so great. Well, I mean, it's so interesting of all of all people to have you to talk yeah. to about it because it 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 does yep. crib a ton from Heather's. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, let, me, let me tell you, Jawbreaker is even lower. Well, well jaw, jaw Jawbreaker is not excited about. Yeah, but, it's less, okay. not as good. But 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 I, I you're I I sort of piggyback on what you're saying, Kenny. Drop Dead Gorgeous is definitely going for forgive me a Daniel Waters style of and I thought it nailed it in the screenplay form and interesting maybe, maybe I need to see it again okay. it's it's really it's really great uh and uh really but, but, but and, and then way less you know way less obvious about it than jawbreaker which is like yeah yes. let's do let's do yeah yeah meal. no you're a lot there's a lot to be more than one me out there it's okay no there isn't um you guys didn't I know you guys did an episode on the out of towners we did. We had to. That is definitely one of the worst of the year. Yeah, we. Okay, that. good, good. Okay, I was yeah, gonna say. Let's, so it wasn't a come fest. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now this is one of my favorite directors, Antonioni. Did this one of Antonioni's last movie, Beyond the Clouds. Great nudity, but terrible movie. Wait, that was a '99 yeah. movie. That was a '99 movie. That I don't know how we miss an Antonioni movie because we okay. really enjoy doing the. There's so many movies, so many direct of the greats. So many of the greats yes. had movies this year. Summer, excellent, and summer, summer garbage. Bad. Yeah. Um, Lumet, and, for instance, and, doing his and, Gloria remake. Lumet and summer, summer middling. Like, uh, like, uh, who who did Team with the Mussolini? Oh, the guy uh, Romeo and Juliet. Um, oh, uh, uh, Zeffirelli. Zeffirelli had a movie in 99, for instance, yeah. right? So you have all these random people doing these random stuff. So I, I, it's, uh, it's unfortunate we didn't do an Antonioni movie that I didn't know existed. I didn't know it existed. Uh, yeah, look it up. It's, it's, what else What else you got on there, Daniel? I got T.G. Mrs. Tingle, of course. Ooh, that's um, a bad movie, too. Yeah, got, we, didn't, we didn't really like it. Jamie Lee Curtis and Virus. <laughs> that's another... That's another drag. I, I, actually, sure. actually, I think I think we kind of I think I kind of like virus. I think it was okay. <laughs> no, you no, I do. All we right. do these things. We did these things in the called the Friday Night Dumps for movies that got oh. under under twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Sometimes, yeah. like movies that really yeah. just like we don't want to do like a full you know hour and a half sure. on them. But yeah. uh, virus. Well, we talked a while about virus. <laughs> virus is oh, wow. not good. It's not good. But like, yeah. I, I just remember being particularly endless. I mean, I'm boring. sure if I saw yeah. it in a different context, I'd be sure. Okay. Then we have the 13th Warrior coming in at yep. 197. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love hating this movie. This movie. I've worked with both the leads. It's fucking awful. Which movie? <laughs> the Story of Us. Yes. Yeah, that's we, that's we, one of my least favorite truly, movies of 99 as well. One of the worst movies of 99. It's just so painful. Oh it's yeah. well, it's painful too because I mean, 
Kenny and I both love Michelle Pfeiffer, and obviously yeah, she, you do too, because yeah. I mean, she's the, the greatest Catwoman. Genuinely, but... two of if, and I, Bruce if, Willis, I only, yeah. if I only had Bruce movies and only had Michelle Pfeiffer movies, I think I'd be okay. Yeah, so, until now. Until now. Until, yeah, yeah, Story of Us is also. We were just. We obviously talk about this on our episode about it, but like Ron Howard's one of the greatest first two acts of a career. No, Reiner. Reiner, sorry. Oh what yeah, Rob. Oh, I yeah. know he had a montage sequence for the ages. Like, the, yeah, you got you got, you got the first two acts of his career are just the greatest, and then um, where like what happened? But Ghost of Mississippi, Ghost of Mississippi. I remember Billy Crystal Rose said, "Certain regions around the regions that that North didn't play well at Earth." <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good joke. Um, yeah, what what else? Oh, okay, this one you don't even know. It's a low budget movie. I don't even. I can't even remember. Suzanne Cryer's in it. Why have I put it? Friends and Lovers. It's called. Don't even. Bother. I don't think we. We didn't don't cover, even that. We, we we didn't cover even it. We didn't cover it. Two hundred part of that great movie day. Thirteenth Warrior and Inspector Gadget at two hundred. Inspector Gadget's also not good. Yeah, well, I really hate yes. it. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then your favorite, Simply Irresistible. It's good flick. Rewatch it. The guy was the guy. The, the director was the director was John Waters producing partner for years. Oh, and years you're years. kidding. Watch it through the lens of a guy who always worked with John Waters and you might appreciate it more. I just remember it had the shortest amount of time. Was it was some reason a group of three guys saw several years as well. Sharon Michelle Gubber. I know there two of them were big. I know we were big Buffy fans, but, um, it was this world record for when a movie starts and you lean over and grab the seat in front of you. Like, oh, we're, we're in for a long one. That's a good metric. That's a really good I, metric. I mean, it just like, it is. It's just like, oh, but it is. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, I, I, I implore you to try it again because right. it certainly isn't boring. It isn't road. It isn't like anything else boring. you've seen. It's not what it looks like from the poster. It is fucking wild it is it's crazy. it's a crazy movie oh it's got a talking right. crab or a, or is a, it a talk, is it's it like a dancing it's a magical Dan- crab it's a magical okay. it's a magical crab it has it has random like pe- they they randomly fly at one point like in la la land yeah it's crazy well, maybe, uh, okay, maybe i'm hard on maybe i'm hard it on. might be worth well, what what else do you have daniel manda pete completely unhinged uh but, but like but appropriately so it's good see 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 a lot of these movies I saw in the theater at the time, and you saw like yesterday. Don't on the couch and like and not casting aspersions, but you know, I mean, it might be different playing when you pay money. <laughs> when you pay money and buy the popcorn, and yes, and yes, pay, yes, pay for parking. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, different. But okay, this two hundred two coming in two hundred two, a remake. Oh. I slept okay. through most of it, so maybe maybe you're gonna tell me it's actually good. Okay. The haunting. Oh, I know it. Oh, the haunting. Uh, no, <laughs> the haunting's bad. So bad. The haunting's really I mean, bad. A yeah. very a very good two o two. So is that your is that is that the bottom bottom? That's the, the haunting? bottom bottom. That's the bottom. I, I mean, I I think the haunting is a, that's a good caboose right. movie. I mean, I don't know that you're gonna. <laughs> I, I don't know that you're gonna do better than that. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god! It's got to be, be the lowest ranking Bond film, coming in at one seventy one. The world is not enough. I don't love World is Not Enough, but I do love the garbage theme song. So, I, oh yeah, I like it, it. 
it gets it gets some points for that. Plus, I love the video it, for it. But it's a pretty bad one. It's a but it also has a great movie. last line that I'm sure you love, Daniel. You remember the last line of that movie, right? Well, it's very famous. Christmas last line. is coming. Basically, her, she's named Christmas so that he can say, "I thought Christmas only came once a year." Oh, <laughs> that's, so that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's it's the only reason her name is Doctor Christmas Jones <laughs> is for that line. Jesus, this 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 is the year that gives Brendan Fraser an Oscar. Also, did blast from the past. Like, yep. This is this is Brendan. I mean, this is the year that Kenny called it. Kenny called it. I I on the blast from the past episode four years ago. I said within the next ten years, Brandon Fraser is going to win an Oscar. And it looks like he might actually do it this year. He's he's going to eat well because of his performance blast from the past. Less good than Dudley Do Right, but still, like he's Tom Hanks and big in that movie. He so is, there's something I think Brendan Fraser is super talented. I mean, yeah, we, we yeah. who doesn't like Brendan Fraser, even though apparently I don't. But. So, um, <laughs> at the end of our podcasts, uh, Daniel, we do a rating of of the movie. So, I am curious as to zero to ninety nine, what would you rate? Open your eyes today. Today, yes, I'd say eighty eight and ninety nine. Yeah. 74 today yeah i'm at a 77 I'm, i think we're in the same place oh that's pretty good phil yeah i gave it a i gave it a 67 before the okay. podcast i'm okay. gonna bump it up to a 70 it's a pretty it's a good watch yeah and the performances are great uh yeah. it's a good movie i mean it's just not you know it's not life-changing like i think it probably was at the time for a lot sure. of people no i i mean i i think that i mean clearly and this is going to sound like faint praise, so forgive me, but I do feel like I understand certain films, most of the time they're foreign films, that an American watches and says, I can outdo this. This is a cool thing. I want to remake this. And I understand why this was seen through that lens. I don't think, I think it's a great film, just to be clear, but I can understand why this was remade. I think it was too faithfully remade, like you said, Daniel, but I do understand watching it and seeing why, you know, someone would look at it through that lens. But, um, you know, Daniel, this was an absolute pleasure that you, that you gave us your time to talk yeah. with us, um, to walk us through your favorites and your, and your lesser favorites of, uh, of 1999. Um, you know, as, as our, as our listeners know, um, I'm going to be doing 1992, in uh in the oh, upcoming year no so my shit. hope is that i can i can talk to you a little bit about either one of your favorites from 92 and pick your brain a little more about batman returns obviously oh batman returns came out night is <laughs> a great year unforgiven yeah. raise the red lantern yeah. yep um, lots of great movies deep so. cover yeah so there's there's lots of stuff that i would love to talk with you about but more than and anything you guys are malcolm x fans too we are malcolm x fans great movie. oh of course yeah listen to queen of longworth yeah. episode yeah oh you did yeah. Oh, thank you so much. That's so kind of you. She's so cool. She's the best. We're very, yeah, we're very lucky. She's, 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 she was a guest I aspired to be most like. So, <laughs> well, you did it. She's, yeah, she's <laughs> she, uh, she's a podcaster who I listen to willingly, which is rare. <laughs> so. She's also just like there. There's a. She, it just it comes so easily to her. You know what I mean? Like it feels like it is just. She has this amazing gift. Of, my get my. Of, I mean, it, she, it does no question. But my guess is like I'm not saying you're not, you're not saying yeah. this, but like. Yeah. 
just fucking months and months and months and oh, months and oh, months, sure, and months sure. in, oh, in the yeah. library. Just like oh, yeah. lives in the yes. fucking library. She knows yeah. everything. I don't yeah. mean to suggest that she doesn't work hard. I just yeah. mean there's she's, an effortlessness. Yeah, to, she's to, the best. To she's, yeah. she's the yeah. best. And you know, don't listen to this podcast. Go listen to Erotic Eighties. It, it, it'll, it'll. Oh, I listen. I and I don't drive, so podcasts are difficult for me. But I listen to all of Erotic Eighties. How well, I'll just it? say this as a little as a little sneak peek. Uh, she is coming on uh, in '92 for some erotic '90s films, so nice. we'll be sort of doing a, a, a connection Jealous. between her erotic '90s Ooh, la, and la. Uh, so, yes, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ooh, la, la, indeed. Um, but but Daniel, thank you so much for for coming on and talking with us, and this was an absolute blast, truly. Okay, cool, man. All right, yeah, all right, take care. It's great to meet. We'll you. Talk to you soon. See so you. nice to meet See you. Ya. Bye. Simply Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.